Welcome to The Queer Bean, a podcast about the art and business and joy and struggles of creating a queer media empire. I'm Alicia. And I'm Christina. And each episode, we're going to dive into the process of creating awesome content for awesome queers. Hey, everybody. So this week, we are talking about what it means to create safe work environments, transparent work environments, and have honest communication with the people you're working with as queer women and on queer productions in the time of Me Too. This um, is not happenstance. This (laughs) is very (laughs) relevant to the things that we've been doing this week as far as how you communicate with someone that you want to join your team and how you sort of navigate the balances of power when you are, you know, handling multiple multiple roles on a right. production. So I'm going to go ahead and throw this to Christina. <laughs> So I'm already though kind of worried though because you made it sound <laughs> wait <laughs> you you kind of made it sound like we had a me too moment <laughs> we did not we absolutely you were like, so did this not is have a me not too a, moment yeah thank you let's, let's <laughs> clarify that we have we 100% did not have a me too moment yeah we're but very respectful people <laughs> something that we encountered this week which I think is something and this is why we're talking about it because I think it's something that other people would encounter is that when you are hyper aware of safe spaces because either you have been placed in an unsafe space or you are just someone who pays attention to those things Mm -hmm. and you'd never want someone else to feel uncomfortable and with everything that's going on sometimes you can it it can you know drive you crazy like wondering oh should i have said that was that inappropriate what's the right way to communicate this um you know there's a lot of different rabbit holes to fall down just because you're trying to walk a path that is in line with your own integrity and the way that you want to be treated so that's why we figured we'd talk about that that this week because granted you know we're not like making hundreds of million dollar projects or anything like that but we are working with people and we are you know um controlling all of the aspects of the project and hiring people and these things you know they have to start on the bottom level just as they have to be on the top levels right. of, of the industry. So that's why we wanted to talk about that. Yeah, so especially, I run into this a lot, I feel, um, in that I tend to direct work that I also act in or also write. And that it, it's it's especially tricky because I already feel like that's such a position of power not in financially power over someone um when you're working with such low budgets but still in just you know you're making a story that you're controlling you're going to be directing actors who are going to be working opposite you and being respectful is first and foremost always at the top of my mind so much so (laughs) that it can create extraordinary amounts of anxiety for me when even just communicating with um, 
potential crew or cast um, in something as simple as an email because I feel like <laughs> tell the truth. Yeah, (laughs) no, I feel like (laughs) I I overthink every aspect of communication as far as like, will this be weird or is this too casual how I'm talking or is this creepy? That's first and foremost, my biggest fear always is just to, you know, someone read an email from me and be like, oh, this seems like weird or not legit. And I mean, I don't even know why I overthink that so much, but I guess it's, I have experienced on, you know, like the film school level. I knew a few guys who would write scripts and shorts, uh, that had like questionable content that I've auditioned for where it's like, they don't tell you up front everything and then suddenly you're there and they are like oh and by the way there's nudity but it's really tasteful mm-hmm. and then you're like okay and then they keep telling you about the project and it just seems like some kind of weird nerdy guy's wet dream and not a real production and while I'm far from being that guy <laughs> um I still want to be aware of how I'm coming off to someone who's a perfect stranger who I'm asking to like come in for a casting or meet me one-on-one because you know you just never know what's going to trigger someone or what they're thinking on their end help I was just gonna let it go. Um, I know you I was were. Just gonna let it go on and see where we ended. I, uh, <laughs> I think this is the first time I've said that. <laughs> I've felt it before, but this is the first time I have actually like. You're like I'm tapping out. <laughs> Literally, I was like, "Help, please." Um, We've all experienced. (laughs) We've all experienced, most likely, um, situations in which we've felt uncomfortable, right? And because someone who is either in a position of power over you, or not even necessarily in a position of power, maybe it's just a customer. And, you know, that's like a different kind of of power because you don't want to do or say things that impact your job. Right. And And they're always right, apparently. Yeah, I mean, it depends (laughs) on where you work. (laughs) (laughs) Depends on where you work, depends on um, who your boss is, if the customer is always right. You know, (laughs) I've had bosses in the past that um, where the customer was right until they weren't right you know um (laughs) and that's that's legit and i've also been in situations where you know me as a black woman have had a white male supervisor mansplain racism (laughs) to me (laughs) what so you experience it in your own life and then become hyper aware of not becoming the perpetrator of that type of behavior when you're dealing with other people, especially if you're in any situation in which you have a modicum of power. 
And that can filter down to something as simple as an email conversation where you are worried about your language choices and if you are putting someone in an uncomfortable position. And that's sort of the issue that we had this week. Uh, (laughs) Christina, if you want to talk about it. Yeah. Ish. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Um, Yeah, there's going to be a lot of embarrassment in this podcast episode. So everyone just be prepared for that. But um, yeah, so I struggled a bit uh, this week. I was uh, corresponding with um, an actor for one of the roles um, for Out in Love. And it became... So the overthinking started because I was already going to approach something in a way that I thought was unconventional. And by that, I mean, the actor came in for a chemistry read and audition. And I feel like traditionally after that, we would either grant them the role or not. But after um, conversations and whatnot, uh, it felt like it'd be a good idea for me to sit down with them uh, and have a meeting and just talk about the project more about why we're doing it, uh, about how it's a personal story, about what we see for the character and for the show in the future, and just and just really kind of... Um, pitch it, yeah, right? So yeah, that you can see and, where they are right. and how and committed also, they can be. Exactly. And, you know, I've, I have already done this with um, the another actor that was cast, uh, Pedro, who plays Sergio. He was already cast, and he was cast this way. Um, I sat down with him at a coffee shop, and we just kind of really talked about uh, our own stories, our own connections to um, the queer community and things that have happened in our lives and the project. And it was great because I really got a sense for who Pedro was as a human, not just can he play the character, but who's this person that I'm going to work with and that I'm going to bring on to something that's such an important project that we're investing so much time, money, and love into. So that was the goal with this other actor. And when I was emailing her, I feel like, and specifically, and now this is probably like a weird bias, but I... I'm a little bit more concerned when I'm emailing a woman than when I'm emailing a guy. Um, And that comes from this idea, and it's not just an idea, but I feel like more often men will tell you if they're uncomfortable Mm -hmm. with something up front, and women are often used to not saying anything and just kind of dealing with it or running from it or, or never really communicating it and just feeling uncomfortable and right. that that's where I'm like ah, I never want to put someone in that position where they just they kind of like smile through something and, I'm, and, and are feeling weird about it but don't feel like they should speak up and so that's why I'm extra concerned always when I'm addressing women to work with or in any case really and so I was just writing her an email and I was a little nervous about asking her to meet me for coffee, just like Pedro did, uh, to talk about this, which again, I'm, I have to reiterate, like I, I've done this a lot with actors and, but again, since the dynamic was, uh, this is for a role that's going to be my opposite and my love interest. And so I already felt like there should be extra walls, you know, between 
the whole situation. I don't know. Um, and so I was, I was just already panicking on how to phrase this without it seeming weird. Uh, so that she could feel like this is a safe and legit meeting and nothing, nothing not legit. Um, and so she agreed to it. Everything was fine. That takes us to this week's panic, which was just that the last email, as we're trying to figure out the location and the time for this meeting, um, she was like, that's great. And she asked, is it going to be just you and I or the whole team? And already that that sentence mm-hmm. spiraled in my brain as a wait, why is this question being asked? Right. Like yeah, have I so made my her first uncomfortable? Th- right, yeah. My first thought is like she doesn't want it to just be me and her. Like she needs the whole team there because she thinks like something's weird or something's wrong um and so i'm already kind of panicked about that and then you know the other side of me is like oh well maybe she just wants to prepare for the meeting and know what she's getting into it's going to be fine so i start to respond i say i ask for clarification about the meeting point and then i say the sentence this sentence which is so (laughs) sorry I I don't mean to laugh. I don't mean to laugh. You do mean. I just y'all don't know what we went through yesterday. (laughs) Yeah, we had a production meeting that was a lot about this damn sentence. Um, The sentence I wrote was, "It'll just be you and I." Dash. Hope that's okay. Period. Which is fine. Why? Right. (laughs) Yeah. In retrospect, I realize it's fine. Blah blah blah. But in the moment, I, I like I hit send, and I was like, "Oh, I hope that's okay." I'm like, "Is that?" And I turned to Melissa, my girlfriend, and I was like, "Is that weird that I said hope that's okay?" And she's like, "It's a little weird." I'm <laughs> just like, "I'm like, what?" She's like, "No, no, no, but it's fine, you know." She's like, "It's fine," and I'm like, um, "Okay, well, a little weird." And I'm like, yeah, why did I say hope that's okay? Because that makes it, what is that? That's That seems unprofessional in a weird way because you're like, hope that's okay, wink. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> the wink, the wink would be my biggest fear is for her to fill in the wink because that is not how I wrote it. You know, like I wrote it coming from this like, well, because, okay, so in my brain, um, her asking since I did not know the context of her asking will it just be you and I or the whole team I didn't know if that was her way of like safeguarding right safeguarding being uncomfortable and I wanted to give her an out like a way to say no so me in my brain saying hope that's okay would give her the chance to be like it's not okay you know maybe Mm -hmm. not in those words but in some way to express something rather than me just being like yep just you and me see you there like that felt too dominant for me. And again, this is the dynamic that I'm dancing with in my brain of like what, you know, between what's what's appropriately professional dominant, or I, I don't know the right word for or that. Just straddling the line between friendly and professional. Right. And not inching over into a gray area. Mm-hmm. Like men often do, because yes. for some reason they don't understand, you know, boundaries. Um, right. Not all men, obviously, right. um, but men who uh, find themselves in positions of power and don't understand or cannot read social cues. 
yeah when someone might be uncomfortable right right? and so you were just hyper aware one you you tried to write it in a way that gave her an out but something that we discussed discussed later was that and this is another reason why we're talking about this is that you know these are I won't say that they're complicated times. They're not complicated times. It's just that you have to be clear in your intentions and clear in your language. And so in order to avoid situations on both ends, one, a situation in which you make someone uncomfortable unintentionally. Right. And the flip side of that, when you're, having a panic about did I make someone uncomfortable and you don't know or not and something that you can do to avoid that is to state your intentions up front right in the first in the very first communication you know state what kind of work environment you are trying to create state what type of work relationship you value and state how these things if these standards are not being met how the you know these people on your team can communicate those issues to you without without fear and something that i i'm learning in this process you know and in my in my day job you know there's an entire hr department there's a whole hr department there's tons of literature you know everybody intellectually understands the do's and the don'ts of behavior but when it's just you and you're trying to build something from the ground up and you don't have you know you're not like you know we're using the phrase position of power very loosely here right you know but it's still you're trying to get people to join your team but you also yeah. want to respect them and for them to feel safe and for them to be able um to talk to you if they don't feel that way yeah. for some reason whether it's First you that's foremost, making yeah. it making them feel that way or somebody else on your team making them feel that way because even though we're starting at zero right you want to embed the correct practices from zero and so that they grow with you and they grow with the team that you're building from jump right and i've actually been on the on the other end of this um i was in a a web series uh it's called rational creatures um and we shot it in chicago and it was a great team of female directors and they were very much about us all feeling safe on set all the time. And I gave them a scare accidentally <laughs> because <laughs> while I was acting in a scene with opposite my uh, love interest, and it was like a flashback scene, and me and him have to kiss, and it um, and it was totally fine. But there was one take that before the kiss happened, he kind of embraced me more. And it threw me off. Like, in an acting way, it threw me off because my mind just got in my head about how the lead-up happens. I don't know. So, like, for a second, like, I hesitate, and I was, like, like I stopped the take, <laughs> which was... I, I realized 
after the moment, I was like, oh, it probably seemed like something else. And and they were just all very concerned. They're like, oh, like, they're like, are you okay? Like, we want everyone to feel safe on this set. And mm-hmm. like, do you feel like uncomfortable? We can take you away. And I'm like, oh, no, no. And I just spent like so much time trying to explain, like, I wasn't uncomfortable and I was totally safe that it was just like a weird glitch moment. But it really did seem like he made me uncomfortable. He did not. I, he's the sweetest guy. Everything was great, but they were, I did appreciate the fact that they were very much ready to stop. They were on top of it. Yeah. They were very much ready to like, just stop, take a moment, like assess the situation and, and, and check in with Mm -hmm. everyone and remind us that, do we feel safe? Are we feeling comfortable? And, and then we moved right along and it wasn't like awkward or weird or anything. Like they, they didn't make me feel, you know, like, Oh, you just slowed down things or it wasn't like a taxing thing. Like, okay, well thanks for, you know, being uncomfortable. Like I felt very, very safe and I really appreciated how they approached that. And so being on that side, I could say, um, it is something to think of, with your actors in general, if you're thinking of creating something of just not being just aware. with your actors, right? Yeah. With your, with everyone you deal with, obviously in your personal life, but, but in this scope, we're talking about professionally, right? Yeah. With everyone that you invite to be a part of your team, if you are the leader of the team, you know, you have to be unambiguous about what your standards are, yeah, right? And what your goals are and what the lines of communication are. Because as you said earlier, oftentimes women have been in the past more likely to just hold whatever discomfort they're feeling within themselves and keep it to themselves and just figure it out and, you know, find a way to make it through the end. And then, you know, they might never talk to you again. They might never work on a project with you again. And you don't know why, because they don't communicate that because we've been sort of um, silenced, (laughs) silenced. We've been um, taught. We've been conditioned to suffer this thing alone because for the world for a long time, it wasn't something that was negative. It was just our cross to bear. Right, yeah. You it's know, like, it was oh, just like, that's just how it is. That guy's handsy. Right. It's, you know. Right. Uh, take it as know, a compliment. Just, like, yeah. This is the world, you know what I mean? Right. Deal with it. Absolutely. And if you can't deal with it, then this is not the business for you. Right. Oh, how right? many times did I hear that? So, <laughs> and that wasn't too long ago, <laughs> got to say. I'm sure it's still, it's still yeah. happening. It's yeah. still happening. Uh, but I think sometimes... And here's why I think it's really important to be clear about what your values are and communicate those up front. Because especially as as queer women, you can think that you know, right? And that you're right. ready and that you're you're going to call it out when you see it. And you're you're you understand sexual harassment and you understand sexual predators and you know how to spot it and you're going to um your your set is going to be the set that's above all of that and Hmm. so on and so forth but if you've never dealt with it if you've never been in the situation where somebody is coming to you with this then you don't actually know. You hope that you'll behave appropriately. Yeah. You hope yeah. that you'll make the correct choices. You hope that you will have 
created a space that is safe enough for somebody to come to you and that you have educated yourself enough to make the right decisions. But the way that you don't have to hope is to actually have a policy. Yeah. Right. You don't have to be a Fortune 500 company to have a policy about how you deal with these things, you know, and like it's something that you can write for yourself and something that you can send to the people on your team. Like, hey, guys, we're we're doing this low budget, no budget web series. Um, Here are the rules of engagement for this project. Please sign this and that you understand that this is the behavior that is expected And if anyone doesn't adhere to these, you know, don't think that just because we need you and just because you're donating your time to us that we won't ask you to leave because you're not respecting it. And this is how you create safe environments and how you get everybody to be on the same page. I remember a few months ago, um, Lena Waithe has this show um what is it called chicago i don't know uh, let me not lie and, and try to pretend like i know what the show's called <laughs> I I told, you were about to make up a title i was about too. to make up a title i don't know chicago i feel people. like it's in chicago <laughs> uh, chicago land i don't know um but someone on that show a, a man on that show created an environment that was really toxic um for a female cast member Right. Mm. And Lena Waith has been on record saying that if this happened on any projects that I am doing, that person has got to go. Right. Yeah. They're out of here. They got to go. It happened. And then what happened? That person still worked there. Oof. Right. That person still worked there. And it wasn't until it got leaked to the press that they were then. Um, I won't, I don't know that it was because they got leaked to the press that they were then asked to leave, but the right. behavior had gone on for a long <sighs> time until that person got asked to leave. And it was the actress who blew the whistle hmm. on it, you know? So here you have someone who who knows, knows better. Don't I don't doubt it, right? Who yeah. knows better and yet found themselves in that situation. Granted, I'm sure she's not on set and there was a, a level right. of distance, but it's still her project, right? Yeah. It still has her name on it. She's still the person that controls it. Yeah. And yet she found herself in a situation in which... Um, Allegedly, Let me just say that. Like, I don't know the details. All, all I know is what I read on, like, Hollywood Reporter and stuff like that, you know? But there was still a situation in which that behavior was allowed to exist beyond the first time. And right. that's the key. Right? The first time, you don't get second chances. Yeah. You shouldn't. You shouldn't yeah. get second chances. At least not on my project. You can try again on right. somebody else's project <laughs> and, and see right. where that gets you. I'm trying to think of times when I have felt uncomfortable because of someone else's behavior and what I did in the moment. Um, I know, I don't know, this is tough for me because I've never, I've never been one to mince words or hold my tongue. Right. So so you just say in the moment you're like this is weird. Stop. I 
I generally call people out on whatever it is they're doing. Um, not even in like a, I mean, no, I will say that's racist or that's inappropriate or that's offensive and don't say that. Um, right. Because one of my, what about when it's more gray though? Like what? Like if it's like when that, like how I told you I felt uncomfortable because someone was texting me in a way that I couldn't figure out if they wanted something professional or not. That's, there's no exact. And what did you do? I I did nothing. Mm-hmm. I just stopped texting. And what did I say at that time? I don't remember. Well, you Ooh. told me, well, in general, you said maybe that's not the avenue we should go with. You said, go with your gut. If you feel uncomfortable, don't work with that person. Because my initial instinct actually was first to think it's all in my head and I'm the one in the wrong. Mm-hmm. That maybe, And then you were like, honestly, your gut's probably telling you something for a reason. And to trust that. And if you're uncomfortable, you're uncomfortable. You know, Alicia advice. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like something I would say. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) On point, very like reassuring and, you know, about confidence. And (laughs) now that you're repeating it back to me, because like I really didn't remember what I said. Yeah. Now that you're repeating it back to me, I'm like, yeah, that's that's, me. That's what I said. Yes. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Like, first of all trust your instincts number one don't try to talk yourself out of how you feel right you know if if you feel it's really hard to be straightforward when you're in an uncomfortable position yeah to say like this is making me uncomfortable i just want to clarify um x y and z you know so i guess the question becomes how do you set how do you reset boundaries when you feel like things are in a gray area i don't think there is any other answer than just be honest right right like you just have to find it within yourself to say what you want say what you need say what you are going to allow and say what you are not going to allow. Because at the end of the day, you have to stand up for yourself. Nobody else, you know, you can, sure, there will be people who will hopefully be like, "Mm, this is weird, this is inappropriate, and I'm going to say, excuse me, I'm going to say something on that person's behalf. But that person, you can't count on that person to always be there. Yeah. So either you deal with it and just stay feeling uncomfortable and stay feeling like, you know, in this gray area, like someone is either taking advantage of you or behaving in an unprofessional manner and you just deal with it for the project or you leave, but you don't confront the issue. Right. That's another option. Or you confront the issue and just see where see where the chips fall. You know, I'm I'm right. in favor of confront confronting the issue because I always feel like people will treat me how I allow them to treat me. That's very true. You know, and if I don't stand up for myself, if I don't set my own boundaries, like, hey, you're this is you're not going to speak to me this way. 
this right. is a this is a hard no right here this is a line yeah. you can't cross it and if you cross it we're gonna have issues you know right. and if you have an but issue with me saying worry. that then we right. don't need to uh, thank you for telling me because now i know we don't need yeah. to talk or we don't need to work together wow i mean that's great i always worry about offending the other person by my but they're assumption offending you yeah right but, you know like right but it goes back to me not knowing for sure if someone's really what someone's actually what their intentions are you know like when you have a feeling but you're not sure and what if that person is just that's the way they joke or that's the way I don't know I mean you could always just say I mean not say always just say like it's easy it's not easy (laughs) right um Someone has something you need, right? They're helping you out. They have something you need. And their behavior is making you uncomfortable. Right. They don't have that right to make you uncomfortable. You have the right to say, you know, um, this this is making me uncomfortable. (laughs) Right? (laughs) This is making me uncomfortable. I just want to clarify that whatever the situation is that this is a professional um relationship and you know these are the things that i feel comfortable with and this is how i i would like us to behave going forward that person has every right to say i'm offended that you could think that of me and i don't want to work with you anymore that's their Right. right yeah you know and i think we get into this like sort of um false narrative of we always have to get along to get along you know people are allowed to make decisions for themselves based on the information at hand you are making me feel uncomfortable hey guess what i'm gonna tell you you're making me feel uncomfortable and this is why we can have a dialogue about it right if that person doesn't want to have a dialogue about it or they're offended because i feel a certain way they are well within their right to do so and they can walk away that's just the bottom line we're not obligated to work together they're not obligated to understand where i'm coming from and that that's it we don't have to work together okay it didn't work out so how can i learn from that and you know be clear about setting boundaries the next time yeah. You know, people need but to I, know what the situation is. Don't leave things up to interpretation. Right. I think. I think I think that that's like the whole transparency thing. Yeah. And I think that takes time to get used to doing it. It does. To, to starting does. off transparent. Right. To start to start with um setting the limits of of setting the rules of engagement. Right from the beginning of the interaction but also being willing to have someone walk away because they don't like what you said and i think a lot of times that's where that uncomfortability comes from where it's like oh but what if they're you don't want offended okay if they're offended they're they're offended that doesn't negate how you felt though right true you still felt that way whether they were offended or not you still felt that way so okay let's fast forward 
you said that I was acting unprofessionally and now I'm super offended because you said that and I don't want to work with you anymore and I'm leaving. I'm taking my ball and I'm going home. <laughs> right. Okay. So now you're there standing by yourself and you're like, well, damn, I don't now who's going to do this thing. And but was I, were they acting inappropriately or right. did, was it all in my head or whatever? Nine times, 9.9 times out of 10, it was not all in your head. Okay. But that's yeah. something that you have to judge for yourself. Look at the situation. Like what, what was I bringing? Was I projecting something onto them? or not Mm -hmm. right you have to be honest with yourself yeah was I projecting a previous experience onto this situation did I jump the gun and just assume something or was I being forthright about how I was feeling and they need to um you know not they need to do they don't need to do anything they can do whatever the hell they want but I needed to set the boundaries and I did and they didn't want to play within those boundaries so they left cool on to the next that's true when you put it that way, I mean, <laughs> honestly, when you put it it's so black and it's not black and white, but it's very just if you're uncomfortable, say it. Don't. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, don't deal with the situation. Like, just uh, don't stay uncomfortable. Just right. do something about it. The chips will fall where they fall. Right. <laughs> That's yeah. the part that we have to get comfortable with right there. That it's yeah. like you acknowledge how you're feeling. You express how you're feeling. And then how what, whatever happens next is whatever happens next. Yeah. Right. But you you stood up for yourself and expressed what you needed. And if somebody didn't want to, um, you know, engage with that, that's on them. How how would you deal, though, with like if so, let's take it to real terms of you're on set Mm -hmm. and two people have a situation and they both come at you with their sides of the story. What do you what do you side with? What do you do? If that's really vague. Okay, I, I so mean. let's say, oh yeah, okay. So let's say, um, two uh, a crew member and an actor, um, both women. Let's. Um, they say the actor comes up to you and says, "Hey, I this this crew person is staring at me a lot. They're making me feel uncomfortable. They they've made comments." Uh, I feel like I'm being harassed. And then that crew person says, well, hey, that's not the case at all. I didn't say those things, and I think she just doesn't like me or something or other. Like, where? how does one professionally handle that in, in like, a in-the-moment situation? Do you take both people out of the room or out of the project, or do you investigate? I mean, what would real life circumstance Mm -hmm. be I mean I'm gonna listen to what I I always err on the side of the person who has been victimized right in some way right Right. that's that's generally who I believe um you know I, I, I believe victims that's that's where I put my hat you know what I mean so if Hopefully that works. And I I believe that most people who, you know, have been victimized are are 
telling the truth if not all people i can't say all there's always you know someone you never know, right yeah. you you never know but i choose to believe that if someone is coming to me and saying i have been victimized in some way my first instinct is to believe what they are telling me right right so now i'm going to the other person listen it depends on how grave right like right, how serious the, the situation is right you know what yeah. i mean so either you're you're leaving right now or we're right. having uh, or we can have a further discussion and work on this right it, it all depends on the severity. you know it depends on the severity it depends on the severity of it oh so-and-so has been touching me inappropriately right you're gone yeah right so-and-so yeah, has been you know they've been like saying little slick comments or you know i don't like the language that right. they use okay that we can talk about you get yeah. an opportunity to self-correct right you bring it and to then, my attention yeah. now i can observe right i can observe what it what, what's happening this was your warning is it true is it not true this is what they said you said that this is not happening okay on to on to the second part now i'm looking to see what's happening right right and that's your opportunity to to self-correct if you were doing something wrong and if not then you continue to do the right thing that you were doing before and we'll see yeah i mean i don't i don't know how else you could you can handle it it's tough yeah, I mean, you passed the test. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I was, uh, I was worried I was going to fail for a moment. Um, no, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's complicated. It can be complicated. And like I said before, we don't have a whole HR department. We can't call yeah. an investigator to be like, I'm going right. to sit down with all, you know, an right. independent third party and sit down with the crew. So you're the investigator. Yeah. Right. It's on you. If somebody just like how they would do on whatever big studio project. OK, I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to talk to all the other people, too. Right. Did you see this person do this? Did you hear them do this? What's your take on the situation? What What is happening? You get multiple opinions and then you make your best judgment. That is sure. all you can do. Make your best judgment and hope it's the right call. You know. This is. I wish we could take callers. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't. Maybe on a, maybe on another episode. I don't know if I can oh, deal yeah. with callers on this episode. Ah, uh, you can handle Maybe it. Just like fine. you're one hundred percent wrong. You're an idiot. You don't know anything that you're I saying. I mean, we'd screen the callers first. <laughs> we need. Okay, okay. Back it up. We'd have an intern that screens calls, <laughs> makes sure it's not too aggressive. Right. Your whole life is a lie. <laughs> it's like, hi. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> You've reached Dunkin' Donuts. No. And then we just <laughs> hang up. No, but I'd say that just because I would just love to hear. I feel like this all the time when we do the podcast that I would just love to hear uh, what other. Uh, content creators or uh, people with similar stories um have to say about things or if they have questions about yeah. situations you know well you know maybe we can we can start like doing send send us your questions oh, you know yeah. 
send us your questions and we'll, I don't know, we'll answer them on air. We can start a um, queer bean answer segment or question right, yeah. segment <laughs> rather like we dear queer bean how dare you i'm just writing in to say that <laughs> you guys actually don't know anything and i and i hate your I voice hate your voice and i'm just here to correct you um so you can reach us at the queer bean at right. gmail yeah. <laughs> yeah that's real that that actually is um our email address the queer bean at gmail <laughs> yeah. if you want to ask us questions could be literally about anything under the sun because we like to talk yeah we could keep it anonymous too, yeah if you'd you know tell like, yeah. if you want to put your name put it if you want to be like make up a name for me cool we can do that too um so yes, yeah we will never know <laughs> literally not know <laughs> if you're lying to us <laughs> so if you have questions you'd like to hear us answer on the pod thequeerbean at gmail.com that's how you can reach us or you know reach out on instagram that seems to be a way people like to communicate nowadays through <laughs> instagram direct message um as we age ourselves <laughs> that well, was we've new to me the instagram I was like, why is everybody sending me dms <laughs> yeah. on instagram like you have my number why right. can't you text me like a regular person? Why do I have to go to Instagram to receive a message from you? We've known each other for 15 years. Because <laughs> it has to be where they are, when it's happening, yeah. live action, quick cuts. Yes, yes. But I'm also new world. on social media a lot less than most people that I know. As far as like right, posting we things, all have to change so, <laughs> I'm working on it, guys. As we have stated in several meetings, <laughs> that will be a different episode. Social media, yes, and how to get along, and with how it. to uh, bridge the gap between the you who could take it or leave it, <laughs> right, and the you who needs right. it, right, <laughs> and the business you who's like, I need to grow. We should, yeah, we need to do a whole episode on what it means to be a content creator and grow your social media profile well yeah i spoke to an uber driver um for about it for 30 minutes everybody's had an opinion (laughs) yeah yeah what he was just going through he's like you need to do it he's like it's helping my photography business now and he was just like (laughs) like we're talking about it all and like how our parents used to fear technology and we're becoming them it was a whole thing yeah i I mean it's very enlightening really I was very tired too, so that was a hard conversation to get through. But so once we figure it out, we'll have an episode on. Yeah, uh, we'll let you know. We'll let, we'll let you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, is there anything else we should talk about with regard to as far as uh, safety in the workplace? Yeah, I mean. I was really proud that I got out that title. <laughs> That's why I said it's so cheaper. <laughs> that was like a proud moment that I remember. I'm, pr- I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you, Christina. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> I think the first step is just said, set the rules of engagement for your team from the first email. You know, from the first interaction, set the rules of engagement for what your values are um, regarding safety in the workplace and professional relationships. And then 
once you you get your team together or you know have this in place beforehand you know some sort of document that you can list what the rules are and everybody signs it and everybody acknowledges what kind of behavior is expected from them and then have a plan in place um for what to do when the situations arise so that you're not right. caught off guard in in the moment and you don't know what path to take you know yeah. prepare like an emergency plan, like an earthquake preparedness kit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly yeah. that. Exactly that. So, I don't know. Do you have anything else? Um, uh, just um, maybe don't melt down. Meltdowns <laughs> are all fun. The, well, okay. They're well, not. To all the, uh, <laughs> the fellow uh, creators and entrepreneurs and pioneers out there, you know, um, this is a tough thing to navigate when working with others in general Mm -hmm. and to maybe just, um, just be patient Mm -hmm. with yourself. Yes. Yes. And, and don't maybe jump to conclusions (laughs) right away, uh, about what other people may think. Yeah. That's (laughs) a big one. With my email that turned out to be just fine. fine. (laughs) Totally fine. Have someone to vent to. I recommend yes. that. <laughs> a team, perhaps. Yes. Yes, Alicia was key in my entire uh, arc. A the meltdown scenario. Arc. Yeah. <laughs> meltdown to, you know, acceptance. <laughs> I did a whole grieving thing. It was wonderful. It was um, an experience, let me tell you. Honestly, yeah. I don't pull the curtain back for just anyone. <laughs> Alicia has seen a, uh, a, probably a terrifying sneak peek of what it's like in my brain. <laughs> Usually people just see my awkward smile and they don't know about the <laughs> 20,000 conversations screaming in my mind of like, why did you say that? <laughs> when did they all that had that moment. Yeah. Right. We've all had that moment as unless you're like the most confident person that ever walk, walked the earth. Right. We've all had them when we're like, oh God, that was weird. Why did I why did I say that? <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. I should have said this instead. And then you're gonna replay right. the whole conversation in your head and play it back like if I had said this, then this would have happened. <laughs> and <laughs> But see that's why it works to have a team. Yes. And or at least at least a partner, other creative people uh friends who you can talk to about your projects bring people into your projects because i've done this alone for a long time too long it's it sucked it was a different experience i could only bounce off myself which is more anxiety so (laughs) it was even worse and when you you can bounce things off of someone who already you know who's like-minded and knows you knows your project knows what's going on and is a part of this it's easier to stay grounded and on Honestly, I needed it. I mean, you're going to have meltdowns. You're going to have situations where you're in gray areas. And aside from having a plan, one of the other additional things is have people to talk to about Mm -hmm. your plan. Have people to discuss things with to know. I mean, it's hard to have perspective on yourself. Yes. It just is. It's way easier to have an outsider tell you how oh, that's unprofessional or, oh, that's fine. You know, to give you opinions on that because already in your head, you're someplace else. And I know, like, I DEFCON 5. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm the biggest creep because I said, I hope that's okay. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) I'm just this creepy. I'm imagining myself super creepy for some reason. Like, just 
this whole other like like I have a hump all of a sudden too on my back or something like I don't know like I'm just extra monstrous in my brain after saying this I'm like man I've just made that that poor person so uncomfortable probably they're just like oh why and then I was thinking too about the time of day that I emailed this because it was getting late and I'm like oh that's too late for an email but I was up and I was you know working on the project and see these are the things <laughs> that you have to think of sometimes how late is too late to send a professional email you know yeah so, I mean, yeah. so this, this week on Inside Christina Pupo's Brain, <laughs> we've learned a lot. <laughs> we have, we have. And I'm thankful that you rode the journey with me. Um, anytime, anytime. Build your right. tribe. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's, that's, let's, let's, let's leave it there. Build your tribe, build your crew, build your girl gang, what have you. Yeah. You know, get people around you who believe what you believe and are trying to, make the same moves that you're trying to make and you'll inspire each other but you will also pull each other back from the ledge because you will be on the ledge it might be for different things but guaranteed at some point you will be on that ledge ready to give it all up and you will need somebody to be like hey to pull you back maybe let's talk about it you know so it's really important to just build the um a community around yourself of people that you trust for sure so christina where can the people find you you can find me at christina pupo and that's christina with a k and it's p-u-p-o and that's everywhere you look and you can find me at elishia the great E-L-I-S-H-I-A. That's also the name of the website and where this podcast lives. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. You know, leave us a review, send us a message, tell you you love, tell us you love us, all that yeah. good stuff. <laughs> also tell yourself. Tell, yeah, yes, you, you know what? You. Tell yourself you know, yeah. <laughs> that you love yourself. Look in the mirror and be like, damn, I love you. <laughs> And yeah. just have yourself a great ass day. <laughs> yeah. And then tell us, you know, share, yeah. share the love, sh- share the kindness and all that. Yeah. Um, thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.